Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via webcam and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the Telehealth Center, Becoming a Patient, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open. And you can learn about the podcast, more about the podcast, the books, and there's lots of free resources for you there as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. And if you haven't heard, my brand new book is about to be released. I'm so pumped about this. It's called Gut Feelings, Healing the Shame-Fueled Relationship Between What You Eat and How You Feel. So we're talking about so much in the book. I'm talking about diet culture, anti-diet culture, toxicity between both of them, and what true body positivity looks like, in my opinion, functional medicine perspective on toxic diet culture and anti-diet culture talking about mental health and food and the microbiome mind mood connection and how things like shame and trauma and intergenerational trauma, how these things literally can be stored in our cells, dysregulating our nervous system, raising inflammation levels, impacting our gut brain axis, and in turn our hormones. But then conversely, how physiological things like underlying gut problems and things like SIBO and food sensitivities and histamine intolerance, things that I measure in my patients' labs, can impact how our brain works. And the, the really the science of the cytokine model of cognitive function, how inflammation will impact how our brain works and how our microbiome will actually influence our mood and the foods we crave so much. So it's called Gut Feelings. We're giving away tons of free stuff. When you pre-order Gut Feelings right now, you get access to a free online live mastermind with myself and Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and Dr. Nicola Perra the holistic psychologist who actually wrote the foreword of the book and lots of other free stuff. So check it out at drwillcole.com and you can learn about it. There's also a quiz that I adapted from questions that I ask patients. You can measure what I call in the book shame inflammation and see and assess your gut feeling connection, assess your gut mood access health. And we're also giving away free signed books whenever you rate and review The Art of Being Well on Apple Podcasts. So every month, no matter when you listen to this episode, my team and I will be randomly picking winners every month. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, tell us what you love about the show, and you can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself, or you can take a screenshot of your Apple Podcast review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And every month we'll be going through the Apple Podcast reviews as well as the Instagram messages and randomly picking winners. Good luck. All right, let's get to today's guest. Longtime friend of mine, his name is Dave Asprey. Dave Asprey is an award-winning entrepreneur and tech innovator known around the world as the father of biohacking. He's a multi-New York Times bestselling science author of Game Changers, Headstrong, and The Bulletproof Diet, the creator of Bulletproof Coffee, 
and the host of the Human Upgrade podcast, formerly known as Bulletproof Radio, the Webby award-winning number one rated health show. Dave is the founder and CEO of Upgrade Labs, the first franchise of biohacking gyms, and recently launched Danger Coffee, his mineralized, mold-free coffee. Dave is releasing his highly anticipated new book, Smarter, Not Harder, which we're going to learn about today. Let's get right to it. This is Dave Asprey's Art of Being Well. Dave, my friend, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast. You know, it's it's my pleasure. You're always doing cool stuff in the world, so chance to catch up. It's just a pleasure. Thank you. And I have to say, I haven't, at least not publicly, told told you this. Maybe offline I have, but I can't say it enough how there are people in our space, right, that you see their colleagues, you become friends, friends with them, and you are an authentic person through and through. And you're one of those guys that offline, no matter if no one's seeing this, no one's giving likes on social media because it's it's unseen. But like when my last book came out, you were one of the guys that out of your busy schedule reached out to me to congratulate me. And when you saw like Holy Main and Air One <laughs> doing well, you took a picture of it and sent it to me. Like you're such an awesome human being and I that your kindness does not go unnoticed. Oh, I, I appreciate it. I, I don't think most people understand that writing a book is kind of like having a baby. And I can say as I'm a dad, I deliver both my own kids. So if you want to try and attack me for how dare you say that? Well, how dare I say that? Because I've had babies, damn it. So what I will tell you, though, is that that isn't seen unless you've really gone to that really creative level and we really pull knowledge out of your guts. So you, if you go to the trouble of writing a book, it's, it's worthy of, of talking about and congratulations. But society doesn't celebrate that the way we do some other acts of creation. So I, I thought it was worth it. Thanks, buddy. And I mean, I was at your house a few weeks ago. You moved to Austin, Texas. Tell me about the move. How has it been? You know, after living for 12 years in Canada and building a regenerative agriculture farm with grass-fed everything where the soil's getting thicker every year, I just realized I don't like darkness and I just needed some sunshine. And I also needed a community. It's mm -hmm. nice to have a density of population on a rural farm. There just aren't that many people around, even, even mm -hmm. though they're really nice people, you're not going to go to a party, at least not the kind of parties that I'm going to in Austin and absolutely loving. And I'm not a particular party animal, but I'm a social creature. And, and that community yeah. is one of the things that nourishes your creativity and just your ability to do stuff in the world. So it was a good oh. move, coupled with a conscious uncoupling about a year and change ago. So it was, it was time to just, you know, hang out with people. I love it. So this brand new book, it's beautiful. I so every, like every book that you write, it's really bringing something new to the stage. People are going to learn so much stuff, but it's really going to be as it's, as I love the subtitle up here at the top, it says warning may cause better results with less effort. The title is smarter, not harder. So we're going to learn about how to work smarter, not harder from the man who is the father of biohacking. So let's start talking about a principle that you mentioned in the book about the laziness principle. What's the laziness principle and what do we need to learn here? Back when I started my blog a dozen years ago or thereabouts that became Bulletproof and when was the, the birth of biohacking, I did the really, really unacceptable thing of saying, you know what? People actually want to be smarter. They want to be faster and stronger than normal. Mm -hmm. And you you actually do want to upgrade yourself. And, and it doesn't feel like that now because it's it's been in our society. Like, like those words, upgrade your health, they're not disruptive. Hack yourself, it's not disruptive anymore. But when I did that, man, it pissed people off. Like, how dare you? You know, don't you know that the way your body is set is, you know, God's intention or it's just the way it is and you're helpless. And when I'm like, not only are you not helpless, it's your fault if things are breaking because now you have control and you get to set yourself and it's going to be work, but it's not impossible. It's possible. And it's actually what everybody wants. And we just don't say it because we're afraid it's not real. Count that in as a check mark for the been there, done that. Like we're, we're all talking about that now. Like our language on health is that way. The next part of this is just admitting parts of the human condition that we don't like. One of them is I want to be better and that's okay. The other one is that I don't want to work hard and that's okay. And I go into a lot of science in Smarter Not Harder. It's accessible. It's an actionable book. Like here's what to do with all this new knowledge. I don't like to write things that are just like mental masturbation. Like, oh, I learned a new topic. 
I don't know what to do with it. Like those, those <laughs> books make me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. So what I'm proposing here is that there is a system in your body entirely invisible to you, capable of hiding itself from you by design, and it desperately wants you to not starve to death. So the best thing that it wants you to do is lay on a couch and eat bonbons all day because that's the highest likelihood of survival. You're not going to burn any calories, not necessary, and you're going to get as many of them in there just in case, right? It, it is an ancient system. It is present in all life, and it's responsible for our innate desire to save time and energy. Mm -hmm. Now, that sounds kind of good because that means every human innovation, everything that we've built was basically because we were lazy. Mm -hmm. You know, I really don't like waking up at, you know, five in the morning and getting behind the plow and pushing with an ox. I think I'll build a tractor. Some lazy guy said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and some moral guy was like, thou shalt waketh at yeah, five right. and push the coweth. And, and like that, and that's, and, and you're a good moral person, not only if you do that, but if you convince yourself that you wanted to do it mm -hmm. because it was the right thing to do. That is actually bullshit. That is programming from society. The reality is if you could snap your fingers and the field would plow itself, you would do that and do something more interesting with your life if you could do it. Mm -hmm. So part of Smarter Not Harder is permission to accept that part of yourself. Because here's mm -hmm. what we do. Since this part of the body, I call it the meat operating system. Yeah, the, the meat OS. Meat yeah, OS. Meat OS. It's almost like Mac OS. When you start realizing that there's a system that is about a third of a second faster than your thinking brain, and I can prove this with neuroscience from one of my neuroscience companies, right? So you're like, oh, maybe that's real. And there's a few examples in the book that show us there's something going on. And, and the quickest example to talk about will... In the middle of each of your visual fields, there's a spot about the size of a dime where you have a blind spot. Can you see that when you look at me? Mm -mm. And nobody can. That's why it's called a blind spot. But we can mm -hmm. prove it's there. So yeah. if there is something that you know is there that you can't see because your body won't let you see it, that's scary because mm -hmm. what else is there? It turns out there's a whole lot of stuff. And what your body's operating system will do is it'll make lazy behaviors look more attractive than they are. And it'll make difficult behaviors look less attractive. And it'll create shortcuts so that you don't spend much energy on difficult things. One of the mm -hmm. hard things to do is to truly think about something. Mm -hmm. If you really want to think about something, you might sit there for an hour or two, maybe with a pen and paper, and just kind of think and ponder and solve and really go deep on it. And then you'd structure your thinking. It, it's a lot of work. It's going to take two cups of coffee and, and at least one muffin. In order to be, not that I'm a muffin guy. But. At least one muffin, at least. Exactly. But you know what I'm saying? It, you, you have to really, so the body's like, screw that. There's about a hundred different ways, if not more, where your brain is like, I'll just make a decision without thinking it through. And the decision's good enough for survival, even though it's not right. And then it tells us those decisions are actually real and that they're reality and we'll stick to them. That's just because it takes less electricity. So mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we do, including eating all the pizza and not wanting to exercise, they're not moral failings. They're survival behavior from a system that is mm. far faster than you are and far dumber than you are. Mm -hmm. And so we feel guilty because my body tells me that the couch is attractive. I feel guilty feeling that the couch is attractive because I know that it's not, but I feel that it is. And we feel guilty about the feeling. That's dumb. The mm -hmm. reality is, of course, the couch is attractive. It's the path of best survival for the species because there could be a famine in five minutes. We just don't know it's coming. That, there's your body. So the laziness principle is to, instead of hating that part of you or even denying that it exists, instead of paving it over, what you do is you say, okay, if that's what motivates my meat and it's capable of making hard things look harder and easy things look easier, I'm going to trick it. That's why mm. I call this biohacking. When you look at your hair, are you 100% happy? Many people ask me as a functional medicine doctor, what are some natural ways to get healthy, strong, resilient hair? And one of my favorite ways to support hair health is Vegamore. Thanks to Vegamore, you will not only see results, but you will finally get the hair that you always have wanted. Vegamore has something for everyone looking to improve their hair health. The Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit works together to create visibly thicker hair and improve hair from the roots. All you have to do is massage the shampoo 
into your scalp for 60 seconds and then follow up with the conditioner. It's as simple as that. I have to say, my patients have been loving the Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit from Vegamore. It's so easy to integrate into your hair care routine. I just really love the quality they put out myself as well. With Vegamore, there is no risk when trying because they have a 90-day money-back guarantee. But with 91% of customers saying they saw visibly thicker hair with Vegamore in just three months, you won't want to run out. Get the hair you've always wanted with Vegamore. Go to vegamore.com slash willcole and use code willcole to save 20% on your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash willcole. Code willcole to save 20% at vegamore.com slash willcole. And you give us these tools to hack this beat OS and work smarter, not harder in the book. And one of the things you talk about in the book is you're exploring something that I see on labs all day long of what it's, it's such a, an underrated, maybe people know about one of these vitamins, but these fat soluble vitamins, vitamin D, everybody knows about, but how about vitamin A, K and E? Why should people be more mindful about this? And how is it connected to this meat OS? I've written a massively successful nutrition book, you know, The Bulletproof Diet in 16 Languages and a couple million they, pounds They lost. may have heard about this book yeah. before. So, yeah. so that's like my nutrition book. I just want to get really clear for listeners. Smarter Not Harder is how do you save hundreds or even thousands of hours per year and get better results than you're getting now in managing your meat, managing your body, managing your mind, even some of the psychological and emotional and spiritual. So this isn't my nutrition book, but there's two things that everyone is doing wrong. If you're going to do something that puts muscle on three times faster than lifting heavy stuff, if you don't have these, these vitamins present, it won't work very well. If you're trying to meditate or focus and it doesn't work, there's a reason for it. And these are the most common points of friction in why you're not mm -hmm. getting results. So that was worth writing about, but that's only two chapters out of the entire yeah. book. So we have an epidemic of mineral depletion in humans right now because our food has no minerals because we don't have regenerative farming. So the soil has already been stripped. We spray glyphosate on soil that binds minerals we're supposed to be getting in our food. Mm -hmm. And the animals that eat that stuff have no minerals. And then we have these mean-spirited food companies selling fake meat foods as if they are superior, even though grains and seeds and nuts, and especially oatmeal and oat milk, they're full of phytic acid, which sucks minerals out of your body. Anti-nutrients. Right. Anti-nutrients. But this is a kind of anti-nutrient most people don't know about. Like, oh, I took zinc because I heard it was good for me over the last three years because that's what all the science said before the last three years. Because you did that. But if you took something at the same time, like, oh, I had it with my oat milk. Well, you're sucking the zinc right back out right when you take it. So it's not working. Mm -hmm. But once you get the minerals in, if you don't have vitamin Dake, that's D-A-K-E, then those are what control where the minerals go and whether they enter the cells properly. Mm -hmm. So each of those works with the other one. You and I have both been probably for most of the time we've talked publicly, talked about vitamin D. It's kind of important. And, you know, even five years ago, we were saying things like vitamin D reduces respiratory infections from all causes. And it was so weird. And then there's like a three-year blip where it's like no one said anything about it. At least that's what we saw online, even though those of us who talked about it maybe got silenced a little bit. But it's not just vitamin D3. If you take that without vitamin K2, it's still going to be better than not taking it, but you're actually, you could increase calcification where you don't want it. So vitamin A and vitamin D and vitamin K2 and vitamin E all work together to put minerals where they go and to make every system in the body work better. That means if you're going to the chapter in Smarter Not Harder about cognitive function, it'll be easier to train your brain. If you're going to the chapter on cardiovascular in tiny little fractions of time, like five minutes or less without sweating kind of cardiovascular, that's six times better than sweating, maybe on those things, you want to have enough minerals. You want to have enough vitamin D. That's why I wrote about those. Just I, love those it, but I love it. Yeah. Like you said, it's a small part of the book, but I think for all the nutrition nerds out there, I think kicking it off with this topic is important oh. and how it impacts you so, so much. I, I forgot trace minerals in there, which is part of minerals. And since Danger Coffee, which is my new coffee brand, yeah. has trace minerals added back in. So when you drink the coffee, you're getting a very large dose of trace minerals, even ultra trace minerals. That's how I'm getting my trace minerals in because I know it's not in my food. So, I, and I told you this before, but I mean, we have 
Danger Coffee at the telehealth clinic here. People love it. Tastes amazing. Thanks, Will. And and you mentioned Bulletproof earlier. I know as your friend a little bit of it. I don't know what we can say online or, and not, but share whatever you want to share. The, the the Bulletproof guy now has a new coffee company. What's got, what's the story oh, behind sure. that? So I'm the, the, the founder and I was CEO of Bulletproof for a long time. I was on the board. I'm not on the board of Bulletproof anymore. I'm still a shareholder. It's, it's still my baby, but it, at a certain point, like your baby goes off to college and then they, you know, get a job and you can tell they're going to get married at some point soon. That's where Bulletproof is, right? So I'm a, I'm Bulletproof's biggest fan. And when I started Upgrade Labs eight years ago, this is a franchise now. In fact, the knowledge for how to even write this new book came from eight years of operating all this biohacking equipment to let people make their bodies and their minds work very differently than, than baseline. So all that knowledge, I needed a coffee that I could use as part of my high performance practice in a franchise. And just for listeners, you can go to ownandupgradelabs.com. You can open a biohacking facility in your town that includes you know, a functional coffee. You can have danger coffee on tap there if you want to. So I needed something that was its own its own brand. And it's also very different. This is remineralized coffee. And I've written the patents for it. Like it's a new thing in the world. Bulletproof was a new thing in the world around turning off hunger, giving you more energy because of MCT oil and butter and special coffee beans. What's different with Danger Coffee is it says mold-free on the label. It's my very latest mold-free standards. And you can do it with butter or not, but you're getting minerals in a way that no one else can do. Mm-hmm. And you feel different just on the black coffee because the minerals and electrolytes change you. So that, mm-hmm. that's the deal. I use Bulletproof MCT oil, the brain octane oil. I use Bulletproof collagen on a regular basis, Bulletproof supplements. It, it's good stuff. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's off to its own future. Something that, you know, is a major part of my telehealth clinic is looking at biotoxins like mold toxins and something that you, I mean, I want, if you could highlight your documentary that you made, I'd love that. <laughs> but also people are surprised when they hear that conventional coffee can be higher in mold. So what's the story of organic coffee too? In fact, organic coffee is often higher than conventional coffee in mold. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. And and if it sounds like I'm constantly mentioning stuff I'm doing, I'm trying to sell something. Look, you don't have to buy any of my stuff. You don't have to buy my book. I'll I'll give you all the info you want right here. And I just have done a lot of work on these things because they so affected my life. Toxic mold is something that was present in my bedroom as a kid and has been in my house as many times to the point that it was one of the reasons I weighed 300 pounds by the time I was 23. I finally figured out the problem, got rid of the chronic fatigue syndrome, the fibromyalgia, the autoimmunity that was caused by it. And I did a documentary. It's called Moldy Movie. It's at moldymovie.com. I interviewed a dozen top doctors and a dozen people like you and me who are highly functioning people who just got smacked in the face by mold with all kinds of weird symptoms. If you have mold symptoms and your loved ones don't believe you, have them watch this movie with you for an hour. It is free. I don't charge anything for this. It's moldymovie.com. And it's there because they will believe you. And if your doctor doesn't believe you, challenge your doctor to watch the movie. And then your doctor will believe you. That's what it's for. You are not crazy if you have biotoxin illness. You Mm -hmm. are actually poisoned. And the fact that someone else doesn't process poison the same way as you, that's okay. Some people like heavy metals. Some people like rap. <laughs> people are different. <laughs> so you're, you just mentioned these standards that you have for danger coffee. Here's the deal. Toxic mold grows regularly in coffee. When coffee gets picked, they put it in these big hot tubs full of river water and it sits for a couple of days and then it spoils a little bit, which makes it easier to remove the fruity parts from the coffee bean. That's where the problems happen. And it is not a well-controlled process. And it's such a problem that Japan, China even, like the bastion of food quality, (laughs) and all of Europe have legal standards on the amount of these toxins you can have in coffee. The US does not have a standard. I have a former president of the Specialty Coffee Association. This is like the largest high-end coffee group in the world. On video with me saying, I was in Japan when they rejected a thousand shipping containers full of coffee beans because it was too moldy. And I said, oh, what did you do with it? He said, we sent it to the US. There's no laws against it there. This is not something I can make up. This is something that is real. I have 36 studies on my website, on daveasprey.com. You can Google one ugly mug. And I reference all the science about how roasting does not destroy it, how it's hard to find with lab tests, all this stuff. Still, 
a while back, maybe, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, Joe Rogan, when he was selling a competing coffee, tried to dispute that and tried to cancel me for saying it, but he couldn't cancel the science. He just said I was a bad man. And for the record, yes, I apparently am a bad man because I don't put mold in my coffee. So I, I just want to say, if you are like me, I gave up coffee for five years because I would drink it and I'd feel good. And then I'd get like an anxious feeling. I'd get cranky. I'd want sugar. I'd get a little bit of brain fog and it wasn't a good feeling. And it, I wasn't sensitive to coffee. I was sensitive to mold. And that's mm. why I now I'm on my second iteration of, of that kind of a thing. And Danger Coffee is lab tested, is super clean coffee. And the minerals that I'm using actually stick to toxins that could be present, but aren't, and toxins that could be present in your gut. So that's mm -hmm. a way to do it. That's really good. To live your healthiest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. Inside Tracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. Inside Tracker can also calculate your biological age. I love this about Inside Tracker. You can actually see how you're aging from the inside out. And based on the recommendations they give you, based on your tailored, curated protocol, you can actually see your age improve over time. You can actually reverse this biological aging, which is so amazing. They're going to give you recommendations like which foods to focus on based on your labs. You can, which supplements are best for you based on your labs and what workouts and exercise and other lifestyle choices are best for you and your body. It's bioindividuality at its best. You all know my day job is looking at data like this. And I actually love initial consults, telehealth consult, consults, whenever they have inside tracker data, I love talking about it with them as well. But the cool thing is you don't need a functional medicine doctor. So if you just want to have agency over your health, learn for yourself, get the recommendations from them. I love it. And did you know you can use your HSA, your health savings account or your HRA, your FSA, like FlexSpend account. You can use these to buy an Inside Tracker plan, which means you can purchase Inside Tracker using your tax-free dollars. It gets better. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store right now when you sign up. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, with, along with science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, then visit insidetracker.com slash art of being well. insidetracker.com slash art of being well. What's your favorite way to have your coffee? What's, what's the Dave Asprey's coffee look like? I take danger coffee. I always do it with a metal filter because coffee oils in several different studies are shown to improve inflammation levels in the brain. Some people worry about cholesterol. It, that's a non-issue in the way I see the world because it's it's not a harmful kind of cholesterol. But so I do espresso because it's faster. I would also do a metal pour over if I had the time. And I do a shot of that, a double shot actually. And then I make an Americano out of it. And sometimes I just drink it black and you feel really good if I'm doing an intermittent fast that way. If I'm doing some of the hacks on fasting that we talked about on our last episode, I might add some prebiotic fiber, or I might add some MCT oil, a little bit of butter, blend it. And if I worked out the night before and my my arms are sore, like like I did yesterday, I, I did like a, I don't work out very much. It was a five minute workout, but my arms are like, they're like feeling all big and sore. So mm -hmm. what that means is this morning, I also put a whole bunch of protein in my coffee and that's okay too. Dangercoffee.com is where you find it. it. The reason it's called danger, I should say, because yeah. when you feel that good, who knows what you might do. That's right. Live a dangerous life <laughs> in the best of ways. So you mentioned exercising for five minutes. I know everybody's ears are ringing right there. You talk about it in the book of how to work smarter, not harder around exercise. One of the types of exercise you talk about is reduced energy, high intensity training, right? Rehit. So talk yeah. about that. Many people haven't heard about it until right now. You have a really educated and knowledgeable audience. So a lot of them have heard of HIT training or high intensity interval training. Yeah. When we started talking about this about 10 years ago, it was, it was all the rage because it was saying, well, wow, it looks like if you go to the park, run as fast as you can for a minute, walk for a minute, run as fast as you can, walk, run as fast as you can, walk and do that five times, you'll feel like you got hit by a truck, but you're going to improve really rapidly and it <laughs> saves you time mm -hmm. from 
running for 45 minutes. So we're like, yeah, this is great. Well, since then, when I opened Upgrade Labs underneath Arnold Schwarzenegger's office in Santa Monica, I'm like, okay, what else can we do that's better than that? How do we get a signal into the body to make the body transform in the least possible effort? Because my belief is that if you're listening to this, if you could get your cardiovascular system to be where you wanted it to be in one minute a day, you would do that instead of an hour a day. Even though that old voice from the farmer pushing the plow is like, you got to push the plow. Come on, you got to push the plow. No, you don't. And I'm tired of us wasting time and exhausting ourselves trying to improve our biology with good intent and bad results. Mm. When I weighed 300 pounds, well, I went to the gym for 702 hours. I did 90 minutes a day, six days a week for 18 months without fail. Even when I was sick, even when I had big stuff in my life, I'm like, this is my top priority. I'm going to lose the weight. The end of that, I still had a 46 inch waist. I still weighed 300 pounds, but I could max out all, all but two of the machines. It's half weights and half cardio in every workout. I was on that low fat, low calorie diet too. There's a reason I didn't get results because I thought that if I just could do more and do more harder, that would make me succeed. And it does not work. It is the fool's way of, of improving yourself because it takes a huge amount of energy and you get very small results. And that energy could have gone into being a better parent. It could have gone into getting a raise. It could have gone into meditation. It could have gone into anything, but we think it works and it doesn't work. So we get hooked on it. It's like diet soda. We think it makes us lose weight. So we keep drinking it when we're fat, not knowing that it's helping to make us fat. It's like, it's a trap. So is moving every day for 20 minutes good for you? Yes, that's not exercise. If you want to improve your VO2 max, which is the gold standard for how, how good you are from a cardiovascular perspective, studies show that if you do a typical cardio workout, going for a run or doing a spin class, an hour long spin class, Monday through Friday, five days a week. If you do that for two months, that's only five hours of someone yelling at you in spandex while playing pop songs, <laughs> while you sweat on top of someone else's sweat. It sounds great. But by the way, if you love that, you can keep doing it. Like, like, but it's just not going to make you improve the way you want. So if, you, if you're doing that, after two months of that, you're going to have a 2% improvement in your cardiovascular capacity. Big deal. If you do what I teach you to do with rehit training in the book, there's two studies backing this up. I am not bullshitting you. I promise. Here's what the studies show. If you were to do a five-minute workout three times a week, and of the five minutes, only 20 seconds is hard without any sweating, with barely even breathing hard. If you did that, and we're doing this with an artificial intelligence algorithm driving it at Upgrade Labs, it, it'll be a little bit harder in the park, but not that hard. Here's the crazy thing. You get a 12% improvement. So mm. that's it. 15 minutes a week versus five hours a week plus shower time. So call it eight hours a week by the time you drive there, you do all that other stuff. So 15 minutes versus five hours, six times better results. Wow. Now that alone, you should right now pick up your copy of Smarter Not Harder because that's just one thing for cardio. And there's yeah. this similar level for weight, similar level for stress management, for brains, for all this stuff. I'm just tired of us doing it the old dumb way. This is better. Be efficient, especially people are busy and there's this sort of, they're overwhelmed by, oh, I have to do all the things and I have to be this aficionado that's living in the gym or living in the kitchen, being Martha Stewart, being eating these like fancy high-end healthy meals and you teach us how to do it all practically. It's another exercise tool that you have talked about for years that you really are showing the science in the book is vibrational training. And again, one of those things that most of the world probably doesn't even realize it's a thing. So what's up? <laughs> All right. Whole body vibration is the most ridiculous idea. And the science <laughs> is really compelling and has been for 30 years to the point astronauts do it when they come back from going to space to rebuild their bones. And I've been doing this for 15 years personally. And I tell the story in the book and we even have a whole body vibration or we had one at the Upgrade Cafe in Santa Monica, which I just closed after eight years of helping to introduce grass-fed restaurants to the LA area but you'd wait in line to get your coffee with butter in it and you'd stand on a vibrating platform. And go, what do you mean vibrating platform? Just like that, it's a big heavy platform that vibrates about 30 times a second and you feel it in your bones, but it talks to your cells and it makes your body stronger and it makes tissues move in ways that wouldn't normally happen. You spend five minutes standing on a vibration plate, you don't need to do the 20 minutes of walking every day. You still should go for a walk, it's good for you. But if you stretch on it, 
or you lift on it because it's vibrating 30 times a second. When you do that curl, your body thinks that you did 30 curls because the weight keeps doing this, right? Got it. It's, it's a totally different thing. And this is part of what we do at Upgrade Labs. What I was able to do is look at data from thousands of people coming through and saying, okay, we had them do about 20 different biohacks using gear that well, probably only crazy billionaires would buy some of it to see what worked best to get what results. And the, the truth of the matter is not everyone's going to do whole body vibration. It depends on what results you wanted and it depends on who you are and what state are you in now. So we use algorithms and AI technologies to tell you this is exactly how to use these tools to get there. And it's your there to get there as fast as you want. Got it. Another free, completely free, accessible tool you talk about in the book and teach us how to do it are breathing techniques. How are we breathing wrong and why? What are some of these techniques you're talking about? Well, there's sort of two parts of the book where I talk about breathing. And this isn't my first book where I've written about breathing. It, it's been in the world of biohacking since the first time I did holotropic breathing years ago, which is a kind of breathing that was designed to replace LSD in yeah, medical therapeutic situations. So what people are doing with breathing it, it is they're addressing the function of their cells is one thing you can do, which is something that we're doing at Upgrade Labs where we have, again, AI-driven technologies that control the amount of oxygen in your air. But most of us don't have access to one, although we are opening dozens of these across the country right now. So believe it or not, there actually might be one in your neighborhood in the next few months. And if you want there to be one, you can go to ownandupgradelabs.com. But I'm going to assume that you haven't done that yet and you want to do this at home. In the chapter on meditation, what works faster than sitting in a cave and looking at the wall, which is the history of meditation, Meditation plus breath work always works better than just meditating if you want to get to a certain state faster. So you pair the breath with the meditation. And the one I can teach fastest on here is part of the recovery protocol from Upgrade Labs. If you want to turn yourself off of fight or flight and onto rest and reset mode, that's also called parasympathetic. Well, one of the ways to make any training work better is to go into parasympathetic mode after the training. And this is a new principle in biology I'm introducing in the book. It's called slope of the curve biology. And it's actually really exciting. It's like, okay, how do I make myself calm down? Because the body knows once it's safe, it can repair itself. But if instead of telling you yourself you're safe, you're like, well, I'm gonna keep spinning on the bike because the instructor told me to. And then the body's like, great, there's a tiger hunting me for the last hour and I got no food because you ate kale. So there's a famine and there's tiger hunting me. I give up. I'm not going to recover. It doesn't make any sense. So what you do after a workout or even in the middle of doing rehit, if you were to try and do it in a park, the way I describe in the book, what you do is you take a breath in for say five seconds and you can hold it or not hold it depending on your preferences there. But the important thing is the out breath needs to be twice as long as the in breath. So if it was in for five, out for 10. If it's in for 10 and it's out, out for 20. That's two breaths per minute. Believe it or not, you could do two, two breaths per minute as much as you want if you have breath training and it's actually exceptionally calming. It'll put you to sleep. Mm. So it's the ratio of in to out breaths that matters. So there's, there's a whole chapter on meditation and even a chapter on spiritual stuff, like the really deep spiritual states. So it's like there's a brain function chapter, there's a meditation chapter, and then there's a spiritual exploration chapter. All of those are how do you do it faster? I spent three months in Nepal and Tibet and in China and another bunch of time in South America, learning from the masters and from shamans and temples and in monasteries and all that. Most people don't have three months and the ability to go do that. It's kind of amazing if you can, I highly recommend it. But since we're probably not all gonna go do that, then what's, what's left? Well, what's left is we can actually do some of those things at home if we know how to do our breathing or we use the other technologies in there that actually do the spiritual work faster then driving to Nepal or Tibet, because it turns out you can't drive there. <laughs> Man, I have four years been such a fan of Manuka honey. Manuka honey is this powerful superfood. It boasts compounds that encourage the body's natural healing process and can be used for targeted wellness as a pre-workout energy source and even as part of your daily skincare regimen for natural skin brightening and clearing. The pioneer and global leader in Manuka honey is hands down Kamvita. For nearly 50 years, Kamvita has been upholding standards that consistently exceed stringent certifications for product quality and efficacy, so you know it's the good stuff. Kamvita offers the most premium, pure, well researched, and sustainably sourced Manuka products on the market. 
The UMF mark on Kambita's Manuka hunting label refers to the unique Manuka factor, the gold standard in Manuka ratings backed by the New Zealand government for its verification of quality and potency. Basically, the higher the UMF, the more potent the product and Kambita offers a variety of options. For more information and to shop these amazing products that I have loved, again, for years, visit Kambita.com. Kambita is currently having a sale for 25% off site-wide now through the end of February on Kambita.com. That's C-O-M-V-I-T-A.com for 25% off site-wide. It ends really soon, so you have to go to Kambita.com. Check it out. That we're going to touch on both the brain and the spiritual because I have questions there. The the brain optimization chapter in the book, the neurological health. Not optimization. Optimization sucks. That's (laughs) That's right. That's part of you getting sucked into the world. It has to be hard. Here's what the optimization people say, like this whole human optimization thing. And I know a lot of my friends even use that word, but it's dumb. And here's why it's dumb. And I'm just feeling judgy today. So I'm saying teach, dumb me, a lot. teach me the teach right. me the right language, Dave. So here's the problem with optimizing. Optimizing means I'm going to give up this to get this. And I'm just having optimal about no. What your body wants and what you actually want is you don't want to give up anything to get this. I want better than optimal. I want improved. Because improved is not optimal. Optimal assumes that you know the limits, and I'm just gonna play within my sandbox. No. We are going to blow the sandbox up and we're going to throw the sand in the bully's eyes and then we're going to go do what we wanted to do. I love it, Dave. You're on one today. So what, what, I should, what should I be saying then? I should be saying improved. Yeah, improve. Okay, I love kick it. ass. Enhance, Win. upgrade. Enhance. All, upgrade. Those, those upgrade. are good words. Op- optimize means I'm going to take away something I want to get something else I want. I that you. is actually the harder way of thinking. The smarter way of thinking is, you know, it's important that I get this. I'm going to find out to get this in half as much energy so I can also get this. I didn't optimize. I doubled. That's right. I, I double. love it. We're going to double it up. Let's double it up in the brain. All right. And you talk about light therapy. So what is light therapy for people that are like, what, what is he talking about there? And what's it doing for our brain? All right. When I first started talking about biohacking, I introduced just a little dribble of light therapy, but I couldn't talk about it back in 2011 because people would have thought I was too crazy. Like, Dave, you're shining a flashlight on your head? No, I'm not. So if I, let me grab this thing. It just happens to be sitting here. I, I, um, and if this is actually a piece of internet history that you would never know, but I'm going to grab it. It's right here. Give me one yeah, second. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So about, I want to say 2008, a paper came out that said when they shined an infrared light on the brains of mice, the metabolism improved. Now we understand why. It's because of changes in the structure of water in the brain and metabolic activity. And no one even thought you could shine a light through the skull, but of course you can because you can shine a flashlight through your hand. This is not even light you can see. So... A crazy doctor, by the way, there's no evidence of this online anymore. It's all been deleted, made this cool little thing. It's like a handmade thing. This is a super bright LED light. And I bought it. A couple hundred people bought it. The guy who invented it, his final post in the group where he did it in, in an early version of what is what would now be like Reddit, he actually said, guys, my brain works so much better now than ever before in my life. I fixed my problems. I'm going to med school. And then he deleted the group. <laughs> oh, my God. This actually happened. This is my introduction (laughs) to hacking the brain with light. And that is 18 years ago. So I have that device. And for a couple of years, it was my favorite thing ever because I could turn on parts of my brain that were not working. I had toxin mold induced brain damage. Since then, my light therapy company is called True Light. You can go to shoptruelight.com and there's a variety of things and you can put those on your head. There's also things like this. I don't make this one. My friend Alan Bauman makes it. This is a laser thing. So now I'm shining a bunch of lasers through my head. Yeah. So for people that are listening to this, it's like amazing skull. It looks like a skull cap with red lights, right? I look like a DJ. I'm pretty much (laughs) like I should be like at a rave, right? That's right. And what what you're doing there is you're changing mitochondrial activity, the activity in cells using light because your cells are light sensitive. They actually are. All of them, your skin is light sensitive. And red light improves the amount of electrons and the flow of electrons, and you are powered by electricity. And infrared light changes your cell's ability to use water to make electricity. So you can use light on the brain and actually change how it works. You could also use something like BrainTap, which flashes lights at a certain frequency, even over the acupuncture points on your ears, but into your eyes along with sounds. And you can put yourself in states that would have taken hours of meditation or maybe states you've never seen before. Because your brain is like, oh, on, off, on, off, on, off. When it gets enough of that, it starts 
listening and it starts doing that. So if you're going, man, I only have a half hour today. I don't even know how to meditate. I don't know which meditation to do. It's too much work. Good, get a brain tap, which is one of the many pieces of tech that's in the book that I talk about. It's reasonably affordable. There's a meditation act that actually I recorded with them. So you could listen to me telling you how to, how to meditate. I love brain tap. Mitochondrial function, right? So you, 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 yeah. you might've even shared it with your people. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. At the very high end of, of hacking your brain, come to my like executive brain upgrade thing. It's $18,000. It's called 40 years of Zen. It's five days with a neuroscientist and a whole team working like race car mechanics on your head to improve your function. Most of us are never going to do that. I'm working on democratizing that and getting it a, a small slice of that will be inside Upgrade Labs. You'll be able to train your brain at Upgrade Labs, but not with race car mechanics. So that's at the very high end. The whole book, Smarter Not Harder, is structured. Here's what the crazy billionaires do because we now know it works. Here's what you can do at home for a few hundred bucks, like we just talked about. And then here's what you can do at home for no dollars because it's a principle that I'm teaching you. So mm -hmm. what's your goal? What's the principle to understand how to change it? And there's a free way. There's a relatively cheap way. And there's a, oh my God, that's on my bucket list because it sounds good. Or what kind of weird person would ever do that? That's okay. I just want you to know it exists. Mm -hmm. So you get to choose your own adventure. It's way more fun that way. So something that I don't, when I was at your house the other week, you were telling me about the research around microdosing of nicotine and brain function. You, I, I, that's, I was fascinated by it. So I'd love for you to share it with people. All right. I don't think I put that in Smarter Not Harder. It is in my my last book on aging, which was called Superhuman, which is my big opus on how to live to at least 180. At least. So let me let me give you the short version of that. In 1986, a guy at Vanderbilt University, a researcher there, I like to call him Dr. Nicotine. He came out with the first paper showing that low-dose pharmaceutical nicotine, not smoking, reverse Alzheimer's disease in mice. Hmm. And since then, there's been, I'm going to say about a dozen papers supporting that even in humans. And humans who smoke, smoking is bad for you. Don't smoke. I have never smoked. Like I'm not a pro smoker. I'm not even pro tobacco. I'm just saying nicotine in one or two or three milligram doses of very small doses, it's anti-aging because it affects your cell biology. It actually activates certain receptors that are, are beneficial. Large doses of nicotine, even pharmaceutical are not good for you but they're actually incredibly good for getting stuff done. So if you wanted to say, I don't know, write your fifth New York Times bestseller, you might take some mold-free coffee with minerals in it called Danger Coffee, add some butter, add some brain octane oil, drink that, take a bunch of mitochondrial enhancers and two sprays of nicotine. They're one milligrams each. And if you do that, maybe some modafinil, the smart drug, you do that. And all of a sudden, your mental bandwidth, bandwidth is a measure of like how much information can come in or out, like the bandwidth of your house. It goes from this to like this, and it's so big, and you can mm -hmm. just see everything, and you can think everything, and literally, you're in an altered state, and you come up with the most amazing stuff, and you can get it down on paper, and you can do a week's worth of work in a six-hour session, and nicotine's a part of that for me. Yeah. And it was, it's microdosing. So you're talking about one yeah. milligram. How much is a cigarette? Like 10, close 20. to 10? Okay, yeah. Um, there's about say. 20 in a cigarette. There's there's arguments over how much you actually get if you smoke it, but you get at least 10 and probably closer to 20. So it's a, you know, five or 10% of a cigarette's worth. And if you carry it around with you and you do it all the time and you're sucking on lozenges all day long, you will get way more than you should have. And just to be really clear, nicotine's addictive. It is addictive like coffee. There's a three-day washout period. After three days, there's no more physiological reaction. You just want it, but there's no there's no physiology, just like caffeine headaches go away after three days. Mm -hmm. But smoking, or even worse, vaping, is way more addictive because they added things to it that increase mm -hmm. addiction. So it's very hard to quit smoking. It's not that hard to quit using nicotine patches or nicotine lozenges. I've quit five times for months on end. Mm -hmm. And I've got, okay, I'm, I'm done. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do this. You know, usually when I'm doing heavy duty spiritual journey and kind of work, usually with neurofeedback or sometimes with plant medicines in a in a sacred way, I will use nicotine in place of sacred tobacco. And, and then I'm like, okay, I'm using it again for a month and I quit. So it's not mm -hmm. the same as smoking. And most people hear nicotine and tobacco, it, it's the same place in your brain. They're not the same thing. And I just think, especially if you're having advanced brain fog, if you're older, if you're over 50, one milligram, like a half a little tiny lozenge or, or one piece of gum per day, it's going to give you your brain back during that time, but it lowers your risk of cognitive dysfunction. So mm -hmm. I, I just think there's an argument for it. 
And if you're saying this is the most important time of my life, I'm going to go on stage at TED and give my biggest talk ever. That might be a time to have a milligram of nicotine. Try it first so you know what your brain is like on it. And all of a sudden, the state of flow becomes bigger and easier to tap into. That's what we're talking about, even though it's not in Smarter, Not Harder. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing it. What is in Smarter, Not Harder in the spiritual section is the concept of forgiveness, which I've heard you talk about, about how this is a missing part in so many people's spiritual tools or practices or books that people are talking about. Why is forgiveness so important? And yeah, let's go there. Well, what's going to happen if you decide you're going to do some work, by now you've already figured out you might want to pick up a copy of Smarter Not Harder, and you start at the first chapter, and you get to the point where you understand the five domains you might want to improve yourself, and you do some work in each of those. And you're going to sit down one day and go, I have so much energy. I got to do something else. Like, what do I do with all this time and all this free energy? This has happened in my life. I was never this energetic when I was younger. But once you have it, you are going to eventually look in the mirror and go, oh, I, I got to do some of the hard stuff. And it's it's sometimes emotional or psychological, but sometimes it crosses over into spiritual. And in the realm of, of emotional and spiritual, there is the big F word, forgiveness. Forgiveness is at the heart of many global religious traditions and almost all spiritual practices have some way of forgiving mm -hmm. something. Forgiving isn't telling someone that it's okay what they did. It's not saying or believing that what they did is okay. It's simply turning off your reactivity to it and turning it off all the way. What most people, including me, have, have learned over the years is that, well, if you tell someone that you forgave them, you tell yourself you forgave something, well, of course, it's still going to be irritating to you, but you're just going to notice you're irritated. And then you're going to use a bunch of energy to, instead of like telling the person to go screw themselves, you're going to smile and say, it's nice to see you. And, and you do this acting thing. But the acting thing takes a huge amount of work. And every time that thing comes up, it triggers you. It's like turning off alerts on your phone. You can't turn that alert off. So right in the middle of a, an important call, bing, bing, bing all the time. So what forgiveness does, it turns off notification in your head. It's at the core of the first part of my 40 years of Zen. This is an incredibly expensive, high-end brain training. Well, if you're not going to go do that, which I totally recognize, there's a great chance you won't. I want you to have the most precious part of that, which is what we call the reset process that is around forgiveness. You take something that pisses you off, you run through the process in the book, and when you're done with it, it won't piss you off anymore. Mm -hmm. And to be free of things that irritate you is awesome because... What I've learned, I didn't actually think to put this in the book and I kind of regret it, but I was at a, a Joe Dispenza meditation retreat and, and Joe's a friend who's been on my show a couple of times. I like his work and I'm always willing to learn from any, any master out there. And someone behind me said, that triggers me. And I just turned around and I said, well, what's in your gun? And she goes, what? And I said, well, if you can be triggered, you must have bullets in there. So what's triggering you? And she's like, I'm gonna have to go meditate on that. But <laughs> the, point of, the point of the thing is, if you can be triggered, you are working harder, not smarter, because it's too expensive to be triggered. It's expensive. It takes work. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes focus. And then you make a mess of your relationships. And then you have to go clean that up as well. And like, why do you want to do that? If there is a fast way. So we, you could go to a, a therapist for, oh, you know, 20 years every week, and that'll probably help, but it, it's not the fast way. So given that all of us, including me, have things that we need to work on, and we don't have enough time to do all this stuff that you could do if you're going to do it the hard way, well, what's the fastest way to turn off a notification so you won't be triggered? That's what the reset process is at 40 years in, and that's what I put in the book, because I, I will give that to you if you will just do it, please. If someone does this reset process that you talk about in the book, you've done it. Let's like use a, a good example of maybe a, something that's triggering for people. It's social media, right? There's so much opinions on social media, no matter who you are. Everybody's a keyboard warrior out there trolling somebody. How do you handle, obviously you've done the reset process, but like how do you have fun maybe or have maybe a neutral relationship with negativity on social media? You know, I had to really work on this one. This is one of the hardest ones because what bullying does when we're younger is it pushes a sense of injustice. So there are a lot of these so-called justice warriors who are actually some of the most unpleasant people on the planet. They're telling you everything you have to do so they're not triggered. And the bottom line is, look, you can be triggered or not be triggered, but that's on you. It's not on me and it's not on anyone else. 
right? And and your discomfort is not everyone else's fault. It's that's for you to work on. But if you're the person who gets triggered easily by that, you look at, okay, what is the underlying emotion there? It's probably going to be something like injustice. So let's say that you got, this is a very common one I come across with clients. You probably got punished for something you didn't do when you were a kid. Almost everyone had this happen. You know, brother or sister or friend said you did something and then, you know, you didn't get a cookie. And the sense of rage that a five-year-old has from that is completely nuts, but you were once five, so you were once completely nuts. So that'll pump, that'll just jump into your head. Go, wow, the first time I felt like that, what was it like? And it'll be some dumb old thing that doesn't make any sense. Great. Then you run the reset process in the book through. And it's probably more than I can teach in the amount of time that we have here, but it, it runs down to actually re-experiencing that sense of injustice. So for me, I hadn't quite done this right. And back in about 2014, I was on the Joe Rogan show three times and I did nothing but share the best knowledge I could. I got him into grass-fed nutrition, got him into coffee and it was just in, you know, in a state of helping. But he had a financial investment in a competitor that was trying to, uh, to copy my products and another one that was actually trying to steal even the word bulletproof. And the second there was money and other motivations, it went from that to Dave's a bad man and like full on character assassination. He sent thousands of trolls to my, to my social media pages. And overnight it went from Dave, thanks for helping to Dave, you're a con artist. And, and it really got to me. And my team's like, Dave, what's wrong? And, and I was kind of unbalanced. Mm -hmm. So I was just, I just, what's going on? So I sat down to do the reset process and I like this thing popped in first grade. I got punished for someone else's thing. I didn't do anything wrong on the show, but I got punished for it. And that was why I was so pissed and why it kept triggering me and why I try to have a meeting and I'd keep triggering me. And it was the notifications were going off all the time. So I sat and I did the reset process. I did some of the other spiritual hacks actually in that chapter around letting go. And once I cleared all the notifications, I could see reality. The reality is every time Joe Rogan says I'm a bad name, I sell more coffee. I should say every time Joe Rogan says I'm a bad man, I sell more coffee. It didn't matter what he was saying, right? And the reality mm -hmm. is all of my words were true. My science is legit. I didn't make up 36 studies. So there's that, right? Mm -hmm. But that became invisible to me because my meat operating system felt threatened, mm -hmm. right? So I went into that like angry rage mode that so many of us go into without even knowing we're doing it. It just looks like everyone else is an asshole and I'm going to do something about it. Blah, blah, blah. That's you being triggered. So you got to yeah. find the trigger. Step one is know you're being triggered and then catch it and use a lot of emotion to like shut your mouth, take a deep breath, calm down, and then say what you were going to say politely instead of tearing their head off. Okay, that's great. That's what I used to spend half my energy and time doing. The better thing to do is let's just delete. Like I don't have the emotion associated with that. So I can talk about that. I could give Joe a hug right now. I have no animosity, no trigger whatsoever. That's hard. Mm -hmm. For most people, it's not that big. But if yeah. someone comes to your page, doesn't even know you, there's another hack, Will, and maybe you get some of these people. If you're not gonna do the reset process so you just don't care when trolls come with you, I play with trolls, I think they're hilarious. But what you can do is you can actually do a little bit of math in your head and you say, hmm, it took this guy like 30 seconds to say something mean about me and went to all this trouble to read all my content and posts. It took me about one second to click ban and delete. <laughs> yeah. So 30 seconds versus one second, you always win with trolls. And you <laughs> think, but I can't ban trolls because someone told me that I have to allow trolls. Well, that person banned them too. Because here's the deal. People are not allowed to come into my living room and pee on the rug. If they do that, I kick them out. And if they're coming into your community and your people, the ones you serve, and they're acting like jerks, you can expel a jerk. That's why we have bouncers. It's okay. Yeah. Amen to that. I love it, man. This is good wisdom for everybody out there. I love it. So as you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. At the end of every episode, we have your art of being well. We've learned a lot about it through this conversation. But the first question that I want to pick your brain about is what's the worst tasting healthy food that you still eat? It has great science behind it that you have health benefits. You realize it's helping you, but it still tastes disgusting. By far, it's grass-fed liver. I, I recommended it since my first book on fertility. I don't like liver. I don't care if your recipe has liver, bacon, onions, a ton of sugar, <laughs> and a scoop of chocolate ice cream. It still tastes like liver. It's gross but I take liver in capsules every day and I have for more than a decade because it's good for you. I just don't have to taste it. Yeah, I, love, I agree with you. That's how I get mine. What's your dream vacation, ideally? 
for me, it's usually very high altitude mountains without mobile coverage. What are two supplements that we haven't talked about yet so far that have been the biggest game changers for you personally? One of them is a quasi supplement in that it's not recognized as a drug in the US, even though it's made by a pharmaceutical company. It's been around for like 50 years though. It's called aniracetam. That's A-N-I and then race and then TAM, T-A-M. And it is a cognitive enhancer that protects your neurons, but it also increases your memory IO. And IO is a measure of bandwidth, like how you can get things in and out of your brain. When I take a couple of those in the morning, words flow, thoughts flow. It's just so easy to access everything. And then when I'm not taking it, it just takes more work to, to remember everything, to think of exactly the right word or to summon the right picture. So I've, I love this stuff. I've been on it for 20 plus years and it's on my non-negotiable stack. And honestly, should they ever try to ban that stuff, whoever would ban that is doing a great act of evil towards humanity. And I will stop you personally. So don't touch my aniracetone. The it second, won't be me. It won't be me. I promise. It won't be you. And if you're listening <laughs> to this, like seriously, there's no rationale for that. And by the way, it's not addictive. It's just something that you're like when you take it, it's like exercise. If you exercise, you feel better. Yeah. That yeah. means you're addicted to exercise. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so what's another supplement that we haven't talked about? It's something I touch on in the book. And there's a whole chapter on sleep or at least a section on sleep supplements. There's a chapter on sex supplements for men and women, how they're different. But probably the, the one that really deserves attention is electrolytes. And this is part of the conversation around minerals earlier. I've been recommending using at a minimum good quality sea salt or Himalayan salt in water in the morning because you feel better when you do it. It's actually really noticeable. And the reason it works better is it hydrates better. You can sort of imagine your cells are full of seawater, like salt water, and then you drink this water with no electrolytes in it and no salt or anything. Well, it's gonna to have to pull salt out of your cells that doesn't get replaced because water likes to balance what's dissolved in it. Mm -hmm. So it tends to pull minerals out. But if you have water with magnesium or sodium or potassium in it, and they make ones that taste good now, when you do that, then the water can go into your cells instead of trying to pull water out of your cells. And it's way more hydrating and you feel it in your brain. It, it's actually yeah. really, really cool. Great answers. What's the weirdest wellness thing that you've done that you're willing to admit on a podcast. And I think you'd probably be willing to admit anything. Oh, I, I don't hide stuff. I, no, I was, you don't. I know that about you. Yeah. So I've been on testosterone since I was 26. I once swallowed more pills than the liver king. I'm, I'm fine with all that. <laughs> one of the, I, I might've mentioned this somewhere online once. One of the things that you could do if you're trying to get rid of allergies is you, you can give yourself allergies to your allergies. It's very hackery and very meta. So what you do is you collect sterile urine after you've eaten something you're allergic to, or after you smelled a cat or whatever it is. And then you, and by, by the way, I guess you have to have doctor stuff to do this. Then you pull up 10 cc, so a large syringe of the urine with some baking soda and some lidocaine, and then you inject it into a muscle. So I have done urine injection. Wow. And the reason you do this is that when your muscles see the antibodies that you made in your own body, they see them as a foreign invader and they change your your immune system. So your immune system now will cancel out your allergy. So your immune system attacks its own molecules Yeah. to the point that one of the cases I'm aware of, a guy who was anaphylactic to cats, after eight of these urine injections, he had to sleep with a cat blanket on his face to get any symptoms at all. So wow. for certain kinds of allergies, it's amazing. So yeah, I did try it. I've injected myself three times that way, actually twice with the doctor and once myself because I have all the equipment. Did you notice the difference? Was it helpful yeah, for you? Actually, it, it did. Uh, not all of my allergies are that kind of IgG versus yeah. all the other ones, IgE. Yeah. But I think it made a difference. And I have a history of really bad allergies because of my toxic mold. So I don't recommend this necessarily. It's an interesting idea, but you asked for weird. And I think yeah. injecting your urine is even weirder than drinking it. So I got to <laughs> give myself credit. I'll try anything <laughs> that looks like it's safe and maybe effective via a new pathway. And the net result is... I've discovered some major new pathways and patterns that are in Smarter Not Harder, so you get results better. No urine injection required. <laughs> yeah, this is not a chapter in the book at all. What's a book other than your own that you've read in the past year that just, it could be fiction, nonfiction, that's got you thinking in a, in a fresh new way? I would say The Laws of Human Nature or Laws of Human Consciousness from Robert Greene. He's the 48 Laws of Power author, but his his kind of his life's work summarized in this book. If you want to really understand what's going on in your meat operating system, 
look at Robert's work. It, it's it's very profound. And he'll he'll point out some of those things where your body is doing things you can't see, how it's hiding reality from you. And he's masterful at his storytelling. And that's a really good one. From a fiction front, anything by Neil Stevenson, who I consider to be one of the greatest authors of the last hundred years, would be would be great. He used to do cyberpunk. Now he does a variety of other things, including historical fiction, but his work always has a new take on the world. And it's it's incredible. And his latest book is called Termination Shock, which is actually an environmental apocalypse kind of book, but telling about how we can use technology to modify and, and repair the planet as part of the storyline. And I am of that mindset. I'm not worried about carbon dioxide, even though I've was the first guy to write a check to the largest carbon capture X prize in history that Elon Musk is now funding. So I, I believe a little bit in CO2, but until we stop spraying hormone disruptors and glyphosate, atrazine in the US, which is illegal in Europe, and glyphosate, they are distracting us with carbon dioxide and trying to feed us fake burgers using that as an excuse while they spray us with things that neuter our sex drive and make us infertile. Yeah. Do not say the word carbon dioxide to me until you've stopped spraying glyphosate yeah. and atrazine. It is a distraction. It is a toy and it is stupid. The clear and present danger for our babies right now is glyphosate, atrazine, and the other plastic endocrine disruptors. You stop that and then talk to me about CO2. Yeah. Until then, I'm going to eat my grass-fed beef, build soil, and tell you to go screw yourself. <laughs> That's a good place to end it. I think that should be the title of this episode right now. I love it. <laughs> Three points. I love you, man. I appreciate you. Where where can people go to get the book? Tell tell us where to go. Sure. So you can go to DaveAsprey.com. And of course, I put links to everything on there. There's some bunch of free content I give you as well for the book. Because look, I don't write my books to make money. You know, because you're an author. It's like on an hourly basis, it's the worst. Like it's just not a financial decision. It's a love decision to make a book like this. So I, I really want you to read it. I want you to enjoy it. Go to DaveAsprey.com, get all the free bonuses and stuff that'll just help you make better use of it. And where you should buy Smarter Not Harder, go to an indie bookstore and pay in cash if you really want to flip the bird to other people doing bad things in the world. But if not, pay with your credit card and buy anywhere you like to buy books. It all works. (laughs) My friend, come back anytime. Talk soon. Thanks, Will. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back every Monday and Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.